Welcome back to the Nick Wilkie Project. I'm Nick. It's just a podcast with regular people, everyday conversations. Let's get it. So I'm here with my friend Kavika, and um, today I just thought it'd be kind of fun to record another episode, and we're just going to kind of kick it and talk about a few different things. He does what? Uh, photography, videography, you own like partners in a studio. Tell, partners I, in a production studio. I don't even know what you do, bro. I know we're friends, but I don't know what you do. <laughs> Well, I guess it is kind of complicated. I mean, we, we own a studio. We we used to be we used to call ourselves a production studio, but realized that kind of like limited us in what people thought we did. So we're kind of like a content marketing studio. Oh, okay, cool. So now it kind of encompasses everything, which is like video, photo, graphic design, websites, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, anything yeah. content related. And we basically specialize in selling Hawaii to different companies because most of the companies here. Um, their target audience is people that are not here, travel industry stuff. Right, like that. right, right, right. So, yeah, we we uh, paint the picture of coming to Hawaii, selling what they do, and you know, like Hawaiian Airlines, you know, their sale. You recently did like a um, dude. This was so funny. You so I have a Hawaiian Airlines Mastercard. Oh. <laughs> Didn't you like you took a? I was curious about this. You took a photo, uh-huh. and. The, now the photo is the new image if you get a Hawaiian Airlines card. So, like, I ran and checked yeah. my card. I have the old one. Uh-huh. But Melissa has a card and has your, your photo <laughs> she on She has it. A, yeah. Well, that means I got to stick around and wait for her to come home because I haven't seen it in person yet. Yeah, it's like, because, okay, most cards have, like, like the numbers are, they're, like, you can feel the numbers. Almost like Braille. Yeah, 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 yeah. they're lifted. Thank you. I can't even get the em- words out. Embossed or whatever. It's yeah. Uh, but the new one isn't. That new card is, oh, like, really? completely flat. Okay. Which I wonder if that was part of, like, the image. But I'm, I'm just curious. I want you know to know what it is? Nobody's that. using the thing anymore, so they don't have to get stamps of the card. Dude, that's got to be what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I never thought about that. Probably fits better in your wallet, too. Yeah, and I wonder if it has something to do with the chip as well. Oh, Like, if there's easier to put the chip. So, anyway, so you... This photo you took that Hawaiian Airlines bought from you and then just put it on the card, or like, yeah, yeah. did you? I want to so, hear this story. I'm well, curious. it's basically what well, we do. We do work for them, and um, we we did this video about all the little islands off of the east coast of Oahu, um, and it was basically just eye candy, just beautiful footage of all the little islands, cut to some nice music. Yeah. Um, turns out that the credit card department in Hawaiian Airlines was just got a glimpse of the footage, and they decided to take a frame of the footage and mock it up as like, oh, this would look nice on a credit card. Oh, okay. So uh, our, our contact at, at Hawaiian Airlines asked us if, you know, credit card team just sent us this. Now, I don't know if this is going to be able to go on on a podcast, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't they, have to they, they, contacted us, they contacted us and they said, oh, what do you guys think about this? Well, I said, well, I have an actual photo. You guys don't have to use a screen grab of the video. I took a high resolution photo of it and you guys you know, I'm going to send that over you guys can mock it up using that instead oh cool and they're like we love it so basically yeah that's really they, cool they dude. bought a, an exclusive license to use that photo so technically the photo's not mine anymore oh okay that's what I was so I told Melissa I'm like you know we were talking about how your photo is on like the new yeah. credit card like the yeah, yeah. state credit. essentially that is the state <laughs> credit card if you live in Hawaii you have a Hawaiian yeah, Airlines yeah, yeah. card um, but I was like She's asking, oh, they probably just bought the photo from them. They own the right to it yeah, and then can use it however. I'm like, nah, nah, I know Kavika. <laughs> he probably told them, every transaction, I want like a millionth of a cent. So that's how I had to build it into the the proposal, right? Is, you know, and I have a lot of people, a lot of friends that work at Hawaiian Airlines, whether it's like, uh, you know, flight attendants or pilots or whatever, yeah, yeah. corporate even. I knew that they were paying all of their flight attendants an extra like $50 bonus if they got somebody to sign up for the credit card. Oh, cool. I never even so knew So I was that. like, well, okay, so they're paying $50 for somebody to sign up for one credit card. This credit card is going to be, let's just say one out of 100 people in Hawaii have it. Mm-hmm. There's a million people in Hawaii. That's a lot. That's a know? lot of cards. That's that... just the card. Yeah. And there's also the marketing, like I was at Kahala the other day and I saw the big billboard on the elevator. Yeah. And I saw the card. That was the first time I saw it in a marketing campaign type thing. 
I was like, I took a picture of it. I was all stoked. But yeah, that's how you that's how you like justify like, okay, it's gonna be distributed this. Yeah, so trying to figure out what you're charging them essentially. Yeah. You're like, how many people have it? Where's it gonna be? Yeah, all that stuff. So so you didn't work a deal like every every time they swipe it, you get a percentage. I would have loved to do that. that except so good. Hawaiian doesn't. They can't yeah. do that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they have to own it. It's gotta be there. That makes sense. Yeah. It's like I thought of the movie Office Space. Have you seen Office Space? Uh, not for a long uh, time. I don't remember anything. They run me. that scam, right, where they round off, they round the like tenth place of the transaction that's happening with this program he's working on. So they're like skimming off the top. Uh-huh. Well, they messed up the decimal and they end up skimming a little more than they originally wanted, and they were getting like millions of dollars <laughs> from just like taking this small, teeny percentage of the because it's just such vol- it's what volume, right? That's what um, they call residual income. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just thought I just was like a little curious about that. No, that I mean, ideally that's what it would have been. Yeah, but of course my whole my whole financial like <laughs> planning for my life has been like, how do I get residual income? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's everyone, right? It's like, how can I do nothing? Yeah, and still make like money. Yeah, yeah. Like, how can I buy a lot of properties, have people live in it, pay me, and not have to do anything? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Anyway, so tell tell me a little bit about like your um. Your studio, if you want to like, you can do a plug if you want to. Uh, so we're called Ninth App Studio. It's me and my partner Dave. Dave is kind of the more, I would say, I'll just give him that. He's the brains behind the whole situation. Um, he handles all the uh, sales, marketing, uh, a lot of the planning. He loops me in for a little bit of it. Um, and I'm kind of in charge of production. So once a, a project goes into actual production phase, if it's video or photo, I'll take over and and work with the client from there and actually create what they think they want. Right. Yeah. That's sweet. That's kind of the overview. Yeah, because yeah. you, you're also like, besides like doing like this studio, you just took a passion that you have and that's your work, essentially. You're living everyone's dream. <laughs> uh, you know, I would say I'm living my dream right now. It's it's pretty awesome. It's stressful at times, obviously. You own yeah. your own company. You have dry spells and you, then all of a sudden you have 20 jobs that come in in one month, so... It's a roller coaster, but once you get used to it, and I don't think a lot of people are built for it. Yo, I don't, I don't yeah. think a lot of people could actually do it. A lot of people would, like, I, I, I totally understand people that just say, you know what, I just I just need it steady. That's just a stress that I don't need in my life. Yeah. Like, I have kids. Like, I don't have kids, you know what I mean? So, it, it's easier for me to just go out and be risky like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like you make your own time, essentially. You can, yeah. you can afford a risk. Like Really, really yeah. I'm just lucky that I did it early on enough where... Um, I, I'm I'm at a place where I know it's consistent enough. Oh yeah. Because starting yeah. out, it's gonna be the worst, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's the true. longer you're in it, the more consistent it gets. Yeah. So now I'm at a point where, yeah, you know, probably could have kids, and I, yeah. I wouldn't be too freaked out. Yeah. But I you mean, I'd have... be freaked out. But. <laughs> <laughs> you do, you, I saw this like meme on the internet. It was this guy who looks like really really old. Like mm-hmm. he looks maybe like sorry, I say really really old, but maybe like sixty or seventy, and uh, it said like, um, this is Dave. He has um, he's a dad. Um, and he says, uh, being a dad is one of the easiest things I've ever done. Dave's 29. <laughs> but right, the picture, he looks old. So it's just kind of saying, like, it can be difficult. Have you seen The Heat? Yo, yeah, the With movie Sandra Heat. Bullock? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Biff from Back to the Future yeah. plays the, the, I guess the commission, or the, the cop, or the, he's the, the guy that runs the police department. Oh, or yeah, the, um... Yeah, the Batman guy. The I think of Batman, right? The guy, uh, yeah. Gordon, the commissioner. It's just commissioner. Yeah, whatever yeah, he yeah. is, whoever runs the police department, <laughs> but he's just getting chewed out by, by the cop, and then it cuts to him, and he's like, you know, he's old now. Yeah. But he's like, he just looks at the camera. And he's like, I'm 35 years old. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got white hair. It's just like this perfect moment. In yeah, the, yeah. It's my favorite part of that movie. That movie that's Robert De Niro too, isn't it? Or is it Al Pacino? Heat. No, no, no. I'm talking the kid. This is. Uh, I'm kind of embarrassed to say this. Sandra Bullock. Yeah. And um. Oh, that's but, that newer movie. <laughs> yeah. I like that movie. Is it Heat? Did I say? It I think it's 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 like the Heat. The Heat. Yeah, yeah. And then there was like a there was like a movie in the '90s or whatever. That, yeah, yeah. Heat. That's that's Heat. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. That's where I was getting the confused there. I like Sandra Bullock though. I really do. <laughs> I do. Yeah, she's. Good. I love the. Is she's um. That's a proposal. Ryan Reynolds. Proposal Sandra Ryan Bullock. Reynolds. She's really good in that. Which, by the way, did you see um. Uh, bird, what was it? Bird box. Bird box. Yes, that was Sandra Bullock too. I liked it. I loved it. Yeah, it was see, incredible. you know, okay. Wait, there's people on this planet that did not like that movie. Yeah, dude. 
People, there's a lot of people that didn't like it. Because, okay. I'll, let's talk about Bird Box for a second. Oh, okay, here we go. Have you heard of the movie A Quiet Place with John Krasinski? Yes, yeah. great movie. I haven't seen it. Okay. But I, like, watched all the spoilers, read, ev- read everything on it. <laughs> it's that idea of that, um, oh, the you know, the creature can only hear, can't see. Uh-huh. So it's like this play on, like, senses. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're just trying to figure out a way to trick the that creature thing, right? Yeah. So the girl has a hearing aid, it, like, turns it up and makes, like, that screech noise and that... Yeah, some frequency yeah, that freaks that. the guy out. Yeah. Uh, I heard a lot of comparisons... Spoiler alert after the spoiler. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> Well, Quiet Place is old too. Wait, is that recent? I saw it last year. Oh yeah, I think you're right. It is. It is like kind of recent. Yeah. Well, whatever. I'm. I mean, yeah. It's not also. <laughs> it's not like it was the Avengers. Okay. You know, like Infinity War. I don't know. I don't feel, whatever. I don't care if I spoil it or not. <laughs> but Bird Box. I won't. We, we don't have to spoil Bird Box, do we? Uh no. Yeah. But Bird Box. Similar idea though, right? Yeah. You got the. Got to wear the blindfold because this like entity creature something. Um, if you look at it, you die, basically. Unless, like, you know, if you if you were, like, I guess, crazy or something, have mental issues already, then you don't die, a, you just yeah. do then, like, the bidding for the entity. Then you become an acolyte of the evil yeah. entity, whatever it is. And I just heard a lot of comparisons. I, I heard a lot of comparisons between the two movies. But here's what I loved about that movie, Bird Box. Um, if you think about it, we never saw the creature. We saw, like, these drawings or whatever in the movie from, like, the dude. But as far as, like, on camera, you never actually mm-hmm. see the creature. Why do you think that was? The re- why? <laughs> There's no answer, I guess. But I, I guess I haven't thought about it. <laughs> the reason I love it, you feel like a character in the movie. Because the characters, the people that are alive have never seen it. Oh, it brings it into reality. Yeah, so yeah. it makes it a lot more, like, suspenseful and realistic in a sense yeah. of, like, you don't even know what it looks like because... They're trying to draw the, the, the viewer into mm-hmm. being in the movie. So th- that's actually very clever that you, you mentioned that because that, that's one of my biggest like critics on on um, like action movies and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I think there's too much perspective given in action movies that you don't actually see it from a character's point of view. Exactly, yeah. You know way more than the characters. Yeah, yeah. So like uh, the original Jurassic Park, phenomenal. You, you only saw the dinosaurs from a human perspective. Like the newer Jurassic Park, you got these drone shots, and it's like, whose perspective is this from? Yeah, so that's a good point. They're not as intimidating. Yeah. And then Godzilla, the most recent one, came out with what's his name from what's Heisenberg? Oh, um, uh, oh, that's actually it's Walter White. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, Brian yeah. Cranston. Yeah, yeah. So there's a, a movie with him, and and they did the same thing with Godzilla, and they and if you watch that movie, Godzilla is this epic, like entity in the movie, and it's all because it's shot from a human perspective. How clever! Yeah. So that. You know, Bird Box kind of is drawing from that, I guess. Yeah, and you know, that's right in your field, right? Because you do a lot of, like, videography and video yeah. production. It's like, I'm a huge movie critic. Like, I'm terrible. Yeah, you must love, like... Like, I mean, hates me because I'll, I'll say, oh, that's this. And then she'll, she'll say, you just ruined the whole movie for me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. People don't like that kind of person. Yeah, I like that, though. I'm kind I, of a jerk. <laughs> I, I kind of like thinking... I love I love movies. And you know... Okay. It's more important to me, for me to feel smart. Right. And then for her to and enjoy And you probably the movie. call them films. That's how you know you have an issue when you don't even you don't even call them movies anymore, you call them films. It's also like um you know how I know that I don't like do much with photography stuff or anything like that? Yeah. Call it a picture. Picture. Right versus I feel like the more photo. Pro- photo. Yeah, image. <laughs> right, right. It's true though, like there's like this distinction between like you know, like snob verbiage. That's, that's exactly yeah, yeah. There you go. That's more definitely snobby. But uh, but I really liked Bird Box. Yes, yes. that was really good. That's great. Um, so okay, yeah. So you do like video production. You have like a studio. You kind of took a passion that you have for video and photography and stuff like that, right? And that's like your job now. Mm-hmm. Um, you did something recently though. Not, not recent. You, I say recent. I don't know why I said recent. You tell me about Hawaii Sessions. Oh, High Sessions. Okay, so actually, High Sessions was started by Dave and his friend John before I even got involved with Ninth App Studio. Um, High Sessions is this music channel on YouTube that basically distributes the most music from Hawaii uh, or all around the world is YouTube, right? Um, I, I described that horribly. Let me say that again. We're the biggest distributor of music content music video content in Hawaii. Uh, so we have all local artists, uh, basically anybody you can think of has been on the show. Kaylee, Rochelle, Walden Kikoha. We haven't had Bruno Mars yet, but 
you know, crossing our fingers. That would be dope, dude. <laughs> that would be. Is that even like? Uh, it's not on the table. That's at all. more of just you talking out loud. Kind <laughs> yeah, of yeah, thing. yeah. This yeah, yeah. is a fantasy that's never gonna happen. But, <laughs> but yeah, so that that was kind of the how we learned about content marketing because it, we stumbled upon it on accident. Is we're just doing this fun thing for the artists. We weren't charging them or anything. We just wanted to make cool videos, and yeah. then now all of a sudden, it, everybody wants to be part of it because it's such an iconic thing for music in Hawaii so people pay to be sponsors and they show up on the show we throw an event sponsored by this company and they give us money or they license our content and put it on their website so yeah it's just this beautiful accent that happened to us and it's been a blessing for a long time until we realize it's a lot of work like it's still a passion project because we started out as volunteers just doing it for fun it kind of ended as that too and now we have to kind of put our priorities in order and it ended up where high sessions we kind of have to put it on the side for now but you know it might start up again we just we just got to figure out the right place to put it yeah place to fit it in our in our business lives i guess you know it's just going through change essentially yeah, right yeah, like so, life happens life changes but it's nice because we have this vehicle that like anything we put in it like anything we put on the youtube channel it's already got two hundred twenty thousand subscribers on it so anything we put up on there it's gonna be seen at least yeah. so yeah I think my favorite thing about high sessions that you told me about was the rug, <laughs> the rug. I just love that behind the scenes kind of stuff that I may never <laughs> have like thought about but then when you mention it I'm like oh yeah that is like yeah, yeah. part of the, the the theme if you will yeah so sort of fill you guys in is basically uh, we have this rug that we bought from Home Depot I think it was Home Depot <laughs> And we just put it on the thing. We just need something to put on the ground because we don't want to put all the gear on the ground. We just yeah, you're like floor. covering cabling and stuff like that. Yeah, too, yeah, right? to make it look nice. And now it has become the high sessions rug that anytime we do a high session shoot, if the rug's not there, then there, there's clearly a missing piece to yeah. to the to the video, you know. And um, it's funny because one of our most pop, actually our most popular videos. Mike Love's Permanent Holiday. Oh, yeah. It's got yeah. like, you know, I don't know, like 12 million views or something. Yeah. Uh, and, but he speaks about like uh, how modern society is obsessed with money and it's just like modern culture is just like not good for the earth. Yeah. You know, and people are like bad mouthing him because he, he's like sitting on this $100,000 Persian rug. <laughs> and <laughs> we had to make a, a, a response like, guys, this is not an expense. We bought it from. Home Depot, it's probably like fifty bucks. <laughs> Don't badmouth him. Yeah, that's the internet, right? Like people just want to troll yeah. and be negative. I mean, it's. But I was surprised yeah. at how many times it came up. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, dude, we should have Mike Love on the podcast. What an interesting guy. Yeah, you can have Bruno Mars. My my hope would be Mike Love one day will be on the, on the podcast. No, yeah, Hawaii, dude, High Sessions is is cool, man. It's like yeah, it's, it's filmed so well. The music is so good. Uh, everyone just really likes it because I think it has that, like, just very simplistic kind of, it's just, hey, we're getting together, we're playing music, and we're going to film it, you know? And probably because it was a passion project and comes from this, like, almost volunteerism, like, style and heart to begin with, it's probably why one of the reasons it became successful. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But it's really, you guys should check it out. Um, It's still, it's just YouTube slash High Sessions. YouTube.com slash High Sessions, or I think we have a, you know, landing page or something, HighSessions.com. Yeah. But, yeah, it's still up there. All our videos are still getting views. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just YouTube has really cracked down on like monetization of Yeah, that's that's really things, the right? issue and it's it's the the songs that we record, the the artists usually give us permission like 90% of the time if it's an original piece, like they can give us permission to use the video for whatever we want on YouTube so we're able to monetize it, but there's just this automated thing online now that publishing companies just they click a button and it flags every single piece of content that matches their video. So every single one of our videos were getting flagged and all of a sudden our revenue went from, you know, well, I was, I'm not going to throw it up. Yeah, you don't have to nothing. throw it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it went from enough to sustain us so that we could keep doing it to now we're making nothing because you can't monetize. Enough to buy a videos. Persian rug. Yeah. And now, yeah. now it's like, <laughs> yeah. I go to Home Depot. Yeah, no, that, that blows, man. But, you know, like you said, in, I think in a way, it it's going to be a good thing, right? I mean, depending yeah. on how, that's life, man. It's like, do you view things as um, a challenge that's going to defeat you? Or do you view, view it as like an obstacle you're going to climb over and, mm -hmm. and, and keep going forward? And I think there's still a good yeah, yeah. 
from what you've shared, there's still a good place for high sessions. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty confident there'll be some sort of reincarnation of high sessions 2.0 yeah. kind of thing. What is something you think you learned from all the art? Because you met some incredible artists, right? Some like cultural icons mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like have come on the show and played. What is something that, I don't know, you learned or like a takeaway you think from, from all those people and that, those experiences? Uh, I, I guess one, one really interesting thing is like the people you think are going to be hard to work with most of the time aren't. And it's the people that you think this is going to be an easy job and easy to work with is a lot of times very difficult so i've learned not to i mean that's kind of a life thing right don't judge anything but yeah it's just don't set your expectations too early Um, yeah yeah be open-minded about it you know that's really good that's that's super impactful i think i was thinking the other day like there's so many times where i have i I'll go through like these imaginary conversations. We've talked about this before, but mm-hmm. like these imaginary conversations in my head with people. Like maybe there's an issue I have with someone or or something, and I play it over in my head like how it's gonna go when I confront them or like when I talk to them. And I say like, well, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna be so gentle. I'm so nice. I'm gonna just go and just tell them how I feel. And I just know them being such a jerk that they're gonna respond in this negative way, and I'm they're gonna have to catch these hands. Right? They're going to have to catch these hands right after I confront them. And I don't know what's going to It's going to be a whole thing, but I'm not going to back down. And I like get myself worked up and almost even more upset about the situation than it should be in the first place. And what I always find is when I then encounter the scenario, when I confront the person or whatever it is, they're always like so nice and assuring and, and thoughtful. And very rare do I encounter like the, the real bad like yeah, yeah, yeah. scene that I played out in my head. and. Uh-huh. It's just such a dangerous game to play, and it can really cause us so much anxiety and stress. Like yeah. just these imaginary conversations we have with each other and with others. I I think it's hilarious the idea of doing that. It's like you're, I'm, I'm gonna have such an advantage over this person because <laughs> I've already been through this conversation so many times. That's and right. That's I'm right. gonna have a response for everything. Yeah. And then they say something that you all you never expect them to say, and it just throws you off your game and. You just never... Yeah. <laughs> you never oh, yeah. And I find, too, that, like, usually at the end of the day, there's always, like, a reason that someone did something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's usually always different than what I thought or I never thought of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think, like, friends in my life and people are just out there thinking about how to screw me over, <laughs> right? I think generally, like, there's something that caused that. Yeah. You know, and if, if we could be willing to, like, set our expectations aside and just really accept people and, and view seek to view their opinion dude it would go so much easier for us yeah there's a there's this absurd idea that all of us walk around with and myself included is i have the audacity to think that i know anything yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) that i know just anything it's anything (laughs) any of the things yeah which i don't so yeah that's really good man yeah that's something i've been thinking a lot about like got new year resolutions and stuff uh, most people make New Year's resolutions of like, I mean, it's, we're almost in the February, but it's still January. We could talk about New Year's resolution. So it's probably almost done with your resolution. Yeah, probably done already. <laughs> um, but uh, so I feel like the most common resolutions, right? I want to lose weight. I want to eat healthier. I want to quit smoking. You yeah. know, I want to like uh, spend more time with my kids, wife, like whatever it may be, spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was talking to a, a good friend of mine. Her name's Emily. And she was saying that... Um, she like heard something on the radio or whatever that instead of doing like these resolutions, this like list of goals, it's almost like setting yourself up for failure already, right? Like I'm going to do all these lists of things that I wasn't doing before and all of a sudden I'm just going to do them now. Like it's easy to lose steam on those things. Mm-hmm. So she's was like, what about thinking of a word to embody like your, we talked about, did we talk about this? I think we did. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So, but just to get to the point of like. Think about a word to define your year instead of all these goals. Yeah, yeah. So I told you my word was mindfulness. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that I kept saying, oh, I don't know if I'm going to pick it, but I've been telling everyone that that's my word. So I think I'm just hoping this year I'd be more mindful of the moment, more mindful of other people. Mm-hmm. And I think in just being more mindful, I will care a little more about my health. You know, I will like exercise more. I will like try and eat better. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's so important to like capture that moment instead of always looking for the next like season. Yeah. Um, an example of that would be like, you know, me and Melissa, we have a little baby now, right? Mm-hmm. She's nine, she's made nine months, like what, on the 27th. And uh, 
I keep saying to myself, oh, I can't wait till she can, like, walk. I can't wait till she can, like, talk. I can't wait until, like, she's playing sports and I can go and embarrass her, you know? Like, I keep talking about these, I can't wait, I can't wait. And in doing that, I may, I may miss all the moments that we have right now. Mm. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to always be looking at her and thinking of what I want her to be eventually. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like there's such a there's such a danger in that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I worry about that. I guess so. That's why I think the word for me is mindfulness. Well, that's where worry comes from, right? Is being not in the now. Mm. Can't really be worried about something if you're not focused on anything. But <laughs> yeah, that's very yeah, if you're right here, you're not worried about anything else. Yeah, My, your mind, at least. Yeah. Have you seen the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yeah. I love the scene where, um, I guess it's like where Ferris is talking to Cameron, and it's like, what's that saying that he has the whole movie? He's like, um, life moves by fast, and if you don't stop every once in a while to look around, you'll miss it, or yeah. something like that. Something like that. Yeah. It? Someone's going to roast me for not knowing yeah. that exact line. <laughs> um, All the pop culture, culture snobs are going to... Yeah. Sound but, off in the comments. Thanks. Right. Sound off in the comments. <laughs> There's no comment section, though. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway, that's, that's been for me, man. That's where I've been at recently. Yeah, what about yeah. you? Uh, I think I think if I were to put a word in it, I mean, this has kind of been a theme for I don't know if I want to call it a New Year's resolution, but um, I mean, I did just get engaged uh, to my fiance Jordan, and um, yeah, congratulations! Think, uh, by you. the way, I didn't want to just necessarily out you on the podcast, but everyone knows, right? You're engaged <laughs> yeah, so. now, your fiance Jordan. Yeah, so um, you know, a theme for me, I guess, I want to like resurface this idea of uh, it's. I don't know if those are word for it. Maybe empathy or humility. It's it's the idea that um, you know, if if people react a certain way, there's a there's a validity to it, no matter what. Like, you can't always think that why are you reacting like that because you're you're being crazy. Is there's always something valid in the way people respond to it. a good situation, a bad situation. It doesn't matter. Um, so, in a sense, it's this humility that I gotta get past what I think things should be and really see it how they see it. Yeah, and, that's super and good. It's only at that point that I can really start to, you know, reconcile whatever the situation is. Hmm. Yeah. That's good, man. That's super good. That's, I like that. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it sounds so simple, right? You know, think of a, before thinking of yourself yeah, kind yeah. of thing, you know, but you you're never you never think about that when you're in a situation. That's right. Yeah. You, you immediately immediately want to validate how you feel, and you want to assert that over how they reacted or how they feel. Yeah. And it's it's all about you. Yeah. And you. It's just human nature, right? You want to make it like they mm -hmm. did something to elicit my reaction, so they're the yeah. problem. Yeah. Right. It's not my fault that I overreacted. Yeah. It's because they did something that caused me to do that. Exactly. So so in a situation like that, if and whether it's with your spouse or with a friend or whoever, if you're both trying to just assert your validity and nobody's receiving it, you can never get to step two, which is trying to understand each other. Yeah. So if you just bypass that and immediately try to understand, even if you really feel that you are still right, they've at least been able to, you know, convict you in, in what they were feeling. And now they're open to receive whatever you yeah. have been feeling. So it's just this way of bypassing, you know. Have you ever heard of the saying, and only this, only like really recently did this like resonate with me sort of. Um, the saying is, treat others the way you want to be treated. You wanna, did we talk about this? I feel like. Uh, we, I don't think so. Dude, okay. <laughs> treat others the way you want to be treated, right? Uh -huh. I, th I was thinking about it. That sucks. <laughs> right? Isn't that a selfish way to look at how to treat others? Shouldn't you treat others the way they want to be treated? Not the way necessarily you want to be treated? Because what if oh, yeah, like yeah. what if you like being like really direct and really like to the point? Mm -hmm. And let's say someone else is just wants stuff a little more softer, like delivered to them, you mm -hmm. know? So if you're just direct and harsh to everyone because that's how you like it, <laughs> that's not gonna work out. Yeah, yeah. You know, like and what that does is it takes the responsibility off of getting to know the other person. Because if I'm that's just true, gonna treat everyone how I wanna be treated, why do I need to figure out how you like to be treated? It closes your mind off. Yeah, to whatever. Really, it, it, like it really bugs me. I feel like we teach those things that, like little kids, like treat others the way you want to be treated. That's funny. I, I think guess, I guess that's where the empathy comes in because you know you, you got to understand where they're coming from and who they are. Yeah. Now the spirit of it is good, right? Like 
you don't want to be treated like a piece of crap. So yeah. don't treat others like yeah, a piece yeah. of crap. I think that's sort of the spirit of what it's getting at. But uh, it can definitely like close us off to other people if we just mistranslate it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, I don't want to be treated like a piece of crap. But uh, what if <laughs> in 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 treating others the way I like to be treated, I could be treating someone like a piece of crap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so I've just been thinking a lot about that lately. Um, it's just owning the responsibility of like getting to know other people and mm-hmm. know how they want to be treated. There's a really good book that I recommend to you. You should read it. But me and Melissa read it before we got married. And it's called The Five Love Languages. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah you, you've read it, I, right? I've, I've, uh, I've read through like the certain sections that were recommended yeah. to me. Essentially, I'm probably going to butcher this, but like there's five different ways we receive love. Right, gifts, quality time, physical touch, words of affirmation, and acts of service. Yeah. So they're just five different, and there's probably more out there, but this is what the book outlines. Subcategories. Yeah. And the idea is, okay, what is the way that I like to receive love? For me personally, I like words of affirmation mm-hmm. and gifts. Mm-hmm. Right. Melissa's love languages, uh, love language is not those. Hers is quality time and acts of service. Mm-hmm. Now. What I don't like about those is it's like those take a lot more work than a gift, right? How selfish. <laughs> yeah, I can't just like if if she wants quality time, that means I gotta like now I gotta spend like a minimum an hour or two with her. How much does an hour cost? Yeah. <laughs> Whereas why can't I just give her a gift and be done with it, sort of? But if if I treat her the way I, if I love her the way I receive love, she's not gonna feel loved. Yeah. So if I like buy her stuff or if I you know words of affirmation. She's not going to feel as loved as if I, you know, spend time with her. Yeah, and it's even more difficult because the way you receive love, you understand it a certain way. It's even that much more difficult to try and emulate that towards another person. Yeah, if you've never. It's hard to administer love in a yeah. way that you don't even receive it. That exactly. Way. Now, of course, I think with all the all five of those, you like all of them, right? No one does not like. They're not going to love you less for getting you yeah, them, yeah. them a gift. It's not a negative. Yeah. So I think we all are all of them. Yeah. Um, but just realizing the way that your significant other is or, you know, whatever, fiance, wife, girlfriend, mm-hmm. like realizing how they like to be loved is so important. Mm-hmm. It's just, but yeah, I mean, you're getting married soon, so yeah. check it out. Which it sounds like you already have, but. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we'll probably revisit it at some point. Yeah, yeah. And I shoot, I mean, I probably should, like. <laughs> It'll be 10 years. Because how long have you been married? 10 years in May. 10 years? Well, it's January now, so this year in May we hit 10. That's crazy, dude. That's impressive, man. That's crazy. Um, But it's been good, you know? Like, we still, like, the other day, me and Melissa, what did we do? Oh, we went for, oh, listen, she's going to kill me. We went for a run together. So, like, I've been, um, I've been running, like, ever since January 1st, Uh I've, like, changed my diet completely, and I've been running like a beast. I think I told you about that. Yeah. So, I, I challenged myself. I ran every day for 10 days. Or no, eight days, eight days. And then I got I got like this little cold or whatever. We can say 10 days, it's fine. 10 days, yeah. So I, I took two days off, but then I ran every day since then. Uh-huh. So I probably ran a total of, it's the 27th or 29th today of January. I probably, I've ran like most of those 29 days. I've only missed like two or three days. days. Three miles and it's like 100 miles almost. Yeah, something like that. Now some days I did like a mile and a half. Some days I did like five miles. Yesterday I did three miles and today I'll probably do like, I don't know. Who, who knows? I just kind of go until I'm tired and think I'm going to pass out. You know, that that with your intermittent fasting is probably going to... That's right. Big difference. Yeah, that's the other thing I've been doing is intermittent fasting and, and stuff. But no, here's the funny story. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Melissa comes home and uh, she's like, hey, do you want to go running together? And I hate running with her uh, because she's just so much better at it than me. And, uh, like, she hasn't ran in forever and she's, like, smoked me. Yeah. Um, anyway, dude, she's like, we're running, like, down, like, the uh, towards Kapilani Park. And we go down like Pocky Avenue and there's not much of a sidewalk the way we're running on the other side. Mm -hmm. And she's in front of me and I was looking at my phone like changing the volume or something on whatever. And I look and she's on the ground. She, it was dark. She hits a root and just falls knee first on the ground. And she rips her brand new pair of like running leggings that she got for Christmas. And I was like low-key trying not to laugh like as hard as I could but also I just I'm like oh my gosh what happened to you oh I thought you were gonna say I gotta take a picture of this you had your phone on <laughs> missed opportunity she hit a root just like a random like tree root that was in the ground <laughs> no it's funny because if she if I was faster than her that would have been me so yeah. I was counting my blessings that I was that I was slow but thank she didn't get hurt or anything thank goodness but just kind of funny 
Like, <laughs> it's like just seeing someone eat it. And then, at least for me, you could tell she got up, like, looking around, like, who saw me? Yeah. You know, like, that's the first thing I do, right? When you just really eat it is you're like, oh, my gosh, who saw me? And then you're like, okay, I'm good. Um, nothing nothing happened, was it? Yeah. Just brush it up. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I've been up to lately. It's just been running a lot um, and watching what I eat. And, um, yeah, man, just thinking about my life, contemplating life. But, Sounds rough. Yeah. And then my birthday's coming up. I turned 30 this year. Oh, God. Dude, that's crazy. I, I, I've said before, I'll never be 30. <laughs> never. But now I'm saying, I'll you never still be 40. Beat it. I'll never. Hey, I could die any minute. Uh, no, I might not I make it to 30. <laughs> there might be ways. We haven't discovered it yet. Yeah. yeah. How many months? No, I'm, I, I turned mean, how 30. How many days? Oh, yeah. Wait. Hold on. 20, today's 29th. Oh, dude, a week. It's my birthday in a week. Isn't that crazy? What are you doing? Are you playing anything? Uh, I think Melissa and I are going to go out to the sushi place. I'm going to break my diet a little, and we're going to go do this, like, all-you-can-eat sushi. Like, the guy... Cats. Yes, cat yes. sushi. You've heard of this place. Oh, yeah. Dude. It's phenomenal. It's really good. Incredible. Yeah. Um, challenge every time. Oh, yeah. Every I just want to see eat. how much I can pound. <laughs> yeah, the last time I ate there once before, and I honestly felt one of the sickest moments of my life. Yeah, yeah. Was walking out of that place, but uh, we definitely got our money's worth. Yeah. So the only thing I learned from that was don't get the rolls. <laughs> oh yeah, don't get the rolls. Yeah, dude, you're exact. That's they like, taste amazing, but there's so much rice in them. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's like when you, you fill up on the. If you ever go to like yakiniku, like like Korean style barbecue, mm-hmm. don't eat the rice. I see people eating the rice <laughs> and all these sides and stuff, and I'm like, what are you Can't doing? Tell Asians don't eat the rice. I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, I'll eat like a little bit of it just as like to break up the taste, but. Bro, I'm trying to get more of that brisket and ribeye and all that. You know, I'm trying to get my money's worth. Um, but yeah, man. Um, what else is going on in your life, dude? Um, nothing. Just busy with work. It's, it's one of those uh, busy seasons right after December. We usually try to take December off. So as soon as the new year rolls around, hitting the ground running. Cranking on everything. Like four different projects at once. And You've been hiking more often, I feel like. I feel like I've seen more. Or are you just doing re-edits? Uh, you know, uh... My brother's been more available to go hiking, so or he just got into hiking, so and I bought him a pair of hiking shoes. Oh, nice, like nice. So we've just been going, um, and then I convert. I stopped running, which I was doing in the morning. Wait, why did you stop? Uh, because I realized that running does not translate to hiking endurance. Yeah, it does not, yeah. <laughs> so, funny enough, like, doing the Stairmaster at 24 across the street is a lot more conducive to building that endurance. Oh yeah, because yeah. your quads are just on fire and your calves are on fire. Yeah, I, like I don't, I don't know. I went, I went on a hike. I think it was between Christmas and New Year's. I had a friend down here, and he brought his girlfriend. He's like, "Hey, take us on a cool hike." So we went up a crouching lion, and halfway up, I'm like, "Is this go without me?" You know, like, were... I could not do it. Oh wow! And I, of course, I'm like, I brought all my camera gear. Oh, that's like, why too. I'm a yeah, chief. this is what I do. I've done this my whole life. You know, I go hiking with all my camera gear, and I'm gonna beast up this thing, show them how cool I am. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, they they watched me cry up that whole. But mountain. you made it, I'm assuming. Nope. Oh, you. I, I they, <laughs> I mean, we probably they probably they would have made it. Yeah. But we got to this point that was maybe uh you know. You know, four fifths up up the mountain. Oh yeah, and I think they just felt bad for me. Yeah, <laughs> it was that bad. They they just felt bad for me, and and they just decided like this is good. We'll wait for sun sunrise here, and uh, we'll just we'll just make that the hike. That's kind of a hard hike. I've heard. I've heard people have gotten lost on that one. If it's the one I think it is. If it's in the dark, you could get lost. But I mean, I it's pretty much, marked well. Marked pretty well. The ocean's pretty visible. Oh it's yeah, a, that's true. It's yeah. the biggest thing. Just so. keep an eye on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. We should do it. I've never been hiking with you. We should go on a hike really? together. That'd be fun. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I mean, I've basically been taking my brother, like, up the tiers. Like, here's the entry-level hikes. And yeah. now we're finally doing, like, a little bit more difficult hikes. What's like, your favorite hike besides Stairway to Heaven? Uh, you know, I I like Stairway to Heaven, but it's just the stress. Just, not of, like, the danger. but No, yeah. Like, I can't. I don't want to deal with everything. My Probably my favorite one is... Um, I don't know. It might it might be uh for the view, and the effort, is uh the Tom Tom Trail. Oh okay, this yeah. This Makapu, you go up the other side above Sea Life Park, and the amount of exertion you pay is nothing compared to the reward at the top. Oh not yeah, it's, I've it's seen you. Easy. I've seen a few photos from yeah, that yeah. or whatever. Funny, I, I was sharing a story about you that I, I didn't tell you this one, but um you didn't even tell me this. I just saw you post something online. 
But uh, you were doing this like re-edit thing. We're like, hey, I, I took this photo like kind of a long time ago, mm. and um, I'm like gonna re-edit it and see like what new I get from it. Yeah. And I really like that because I thought, besides like the photo editing part of it, but more of like the deeper <laughs> meaning of what a good idea to like try and dig up some stuff that we worked on before and let's do it again and see what the new lens and new perspective yeah, yeah, is yeah. and see what like comes out. Yeah. Um. That's that's yeah, that's really cool. And I shared that illustration with a few people. Was just like, yeah, my friend like has been digging up these photo edits and just seeing new what new comes out of the edits. But yeah, has that been good? I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, like, I mean, I have been hiking a little bit with my brother just to get some fo- content. But you know, to be honest, I've been pretty slacking on going out and actually getting photos and stuff like that. So I've been forced to dig back and see, you know, is there really something there? Can I can I actually salvage this? And, yeah, uh, it's really humbling. To, to see how crappy I was, <laughs> how like, terrible of a photographer that I was just a year ago, maybe, or yeah. my editing, like my editing choices, looking at something like, this is disgusting. What did, why did I even put that up? So I'm constantly like, I look at my Instagram and I scroll a couple, you know, times and I'm like, okay, I got to delete everything. Yeah, do you delete, a bu- do you delete <laughs> like, go and delete a it's bunch? It's bad, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't want anybody seeing this. Yeah. But, and, and the funny thing is, like I'm starting to learn this now is like, you know, next year, this time next year, I'm going to look at everything I did today and see like, Kobe, what the heck were you thinking? Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it keeps driving me to keep doing different stuff and pushing the envelope and yeah, yeah. experimenting. That's super cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was definitely really encouraging. Um, yeah. It's like, what can you look at in your life from a new perspective, a new lens that maybe you thought was no good for you or you know whatever whatever it may be i'm not saying dig up your old ex-girlfriends or like <laughs> stuff like that just saying like that's a, that's a good example of the photos but um yeah really cool man well dude i'm stoked to have you on the podcast today i got like a couple fun ideas i wanted to throw out at you okay uh, let's see what you think so i had a conversation with my brother uh-huh. um shout out to my brother bruce I, I, I think he listens i don't know um but uh he said he he works at i don't know if i'm allowed to say where he works or not but he works at this uh high-end car manufacturer and he does like um kind of like for lack of a better term like kind of coding and software design development stuff like that for like this this place he said he goes in the work the other day and he's like it's a pretty casual one now he works in seattle so it is different than like where we live here but wet yeah wet i'm like dude he just recently was going had this like surgery thing that he went through whatever i'm like hey man you should like get outside and just get in the sun you know and relax he's like what sun like (laughs) Oh yeah, well maybe go on the listen to the rain and go. <laughs> but uh, the three hundred sixty-five day, you know, rain festival. It's good for vampires. The Pacific Northwest. <laughs> it's about the only people that, and maybe maybe werewolves, right? A little twilight there action go. there. Uh, anyway, so he goes into this like place that he works at, and he said it's pretty casual. Like you can wear like I think jeans, shoes, and um, you know like even like a t-shirt. It's a corporate probably. setting. Corporate setting, yeah. Um, but he's like, there's people at their desk that like take their shoes off and they're just hanging out at their desk, like either barefoot or like in socks. And uh, he's just like, what? What's the limit of like when you're allowed to wear shoes in your workplace to where it's like you're supposed to be professional, but you have shoes on? Like, what do you think? And then I'm assuming the radius gets a little, you get a little braver. Like now you're at your desk. Pretty soon you're at the water fountain or the water cooler, like in those shoes. Maybe pretty soon you're like walking to your friend's desk with no shoes on. You're like, now pretty soon, the whole office is you're going to the bathroom, you're going everywhere with no shoes and socks on. And next thing you know, you're snoring coke in the break room. Right. It's just, it's a, sli- <laughs> it's a slippery slope. Um, I think though my feeling on it is, I don't care. If you want to go barefoot around the office, if you want to go no shoes around the office, whatever. It really depends on just your company. Mm-hmm. Like if the company. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. Yeah. Like. I don't. I wouldn't be. A, I think my. Bro, I feel like my brother was like, just asking like, what? Where? When's it become offensive? You know, like to where they're like not appropriately dressed and like. No, okay. Did what? Did it actually like bother your? But did it? I think harm it, I can't speak for my brother, but I would psyche? say I think so. I think he was a little bothered. Like, this is supposed to be damaging his psyche. Set? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so, those people are being very inconsiderate. <laughs> yeah. But he was just like kind of posing the question a little bit of like, when's it appropriate and when isn't it? No empathy. No empathy. <laughs> well, I think I think for me, I, I worked at an animation studio a little before, um, right out of college, and it was kind of a corporate setting. I wouldn't say corporate, but it was like a it was an office setting. Or yeah. Really, you know, 
It's very very casual. Like just wore t-shirts and shorts. I basically wore slippers. Yeah. The whole time. So, but you know, if we had a client coming over that's gonna view a demo that we put on for them, everybody knows that client's coming over. You show up in slippers, like they're not gonna let you back in the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> you like, go stand outside until this meeting. Have later. some tact. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's like exactly what you said. It's probably about company. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I feel like I've noticed my footwear selection has come off. Okay, is this a pro? I'm on an airplane, and I'm gonna be on the plane like six, seven, eight hours. Mm-hmm. Can I take my shoes off? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's totally cool. Now, what if you're barefoot and the person has their legs crossed and their foot is in your book? You know, like definitely not. Like that seems. You know what I'm saying? Because it's tight quarters, man. Keep yeah. them just under the seat. Um, but I think I've noticed like, man, I'll take my shoes off. Like whenever I get the chance, if I can be more comfortable, why not? My work is going to be better if I'm shoeless. I feel like. I, I, I think so. I think comfort and you know, I'm all, my whole life is about ease of use. That's right. <laughs> Form over function. That's why Form men don't wear heels, dude, because we're all about I function. Just, even like the cameras I choose, the, the computers, like the, everything I have at home. I don't care if it costs a million bucks. If it's easy to use. I'm going to get it because I know I don't have to stress about like, yeah. trying to get stuff done. Efficiency. Yeah. Efficiency. If I take my shoes off, if I know I'm going to work better, I'm absolutely doing that. Yeah. All right. My last – we'll end with this. My last footwear gripe that I have, and I could just be who, like, who cares, Nick? Like this isn't – don't do it yourself. But I've noticed a lot of people will be wearing like slippers or even like open-toed type – I saw someone the other day with Birkenstocks on, and they had their toes hanging outside of the Birkenstock. <laughs> Birkenstock and it just really uh, bugs me I just do you not feel that your toe is hanging out of your slipper why I don't I just don't understand it or people are buying slippers too small to where their foot is bigger than the, the pad of the slipper pouring out of it yeah that for whatever reason it just really bugs me I think I just noticed people's feet because I don't like feet really I don't really like my own feet <laughs> I'm so getting I, that <laughs> I just have this acute sense of others feet you're um, like What's that movie uh, where he sees the girl and she's in real life, she's really, really big. And but Oh, really, Shallow How. Shallow, shallow How. The toe guy. <laughs> the, like the middle toe is longer than the yeah, big toe. Yeah, dude. I don't like that either. That's you, man. I heard that if the, soon. if the middle toe is uh, bigger than, longer than the other toes, I heard that's a sign of royalty. I don't know if that's true or not, but that was like, and then peasants had like, equal you know it goes from big toe and slowly gets smaller and smaller to the other toes so like if you have a longer second toe then you're if that's the longest toe on your on your foot that's a sign of like royalty that's interesting i'm a peasant just if you're curious about my feet i'm a peasant <laughs> I, over here. I don't know what oh, i'm uh i'm uh i don't know it's pretty even <laughs> i'm not even gonna look at your feet <laughs> just uh, uh but yeah those are just some things i feel like i just notice Things the like that. Over of, we'll call it the footwear muffin top. The, yeah, that's really good. The the pouring over of feet. That's true. <laughs> well, okay. Don't say anything to Jordan. I don't know if she's gonna listen. Just take notice. The next time she wears slippers or, or like open toed shoes or oh. something, if her feet fit the the sole of that slipper, or if her foot hangs off ever so slightly, they absolutely do not pour over. Right, they're, yeah, they're, she, they're she has Birkenstocks. They're properly sized. <laughs> yeah, that's all we're talking about is properly sized footwear. What's the mentality? Why would you do that to yourself? Uh, the only thing I can think of is maybe just one, don't realize it. Two, it, it's comfortable to you. You like having your feet ha- pouring over the edge of your sole. Or I think it goes back to a little. You go in and you're a size six, size seven, size eight, whatever it is. So you buy that slipper, try it on because that's just your size. You're not willing to like go half size up or half size down, whatever it may be. It wouldn't be down because it wouldn't pour over then. But What's the thing, cognitive uh, dissonance. No, uh, when you try to just be something until you are it. Oh. Uh, oh God, there's a term for it. It's like cognitive behavioral therapy. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah cognitive yeah. behavioral therapy. Yeah, if you just it usually believe- works with, uh, you know, I I think. I can be the owner of or the run a company, mm. so I'm just gonna fake my way through it until I learn how to do it and yeah, yeah. become that thing. Maybe it's the same idea. <laughs> so I think my foot is I gonna be a think size seven. My foot is a size seven, so I'm just gonna buy a size seven until I slowly morph into it. Well, let me tell or you, the world morphs around it. Unless you do some Chinese wrapping of the foot, <laughs> the like foot like, yeah, <laughs> unless you do foot binding, 
that size eight foot is not fitting in the size six. Um, gosh, it just really, for whatever reason, just bugs me. Um, got a bunch of Cinderellas out there. Yeah, you don't have anything like that that are weird. Sisters. sisters. Oh, the sisters didn't fit. That's right. But you don't have anything that's weird like that. Maybe that's weird for me. Like a, whatever. Like a pet peeve. Oh gosh. Um. My my biggest pet peeve is like I just can't stand when people make noises with their mouth. Oh, like clicking and chewing and just <laughs> yeah. sucking and yeah. There's a comedian that he 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 tells the story of how he drove this person crazy and he just sat there and he made banana noises. Oh my god! <laughs> like like eating a banana or like it, what's a banana? Well, it'd be noise? completely silent and you know. <laughs> Every couple of seconds, he just committed to, like, if I can't be happy on this flight, I'm going to make it miserable for this guy. <laughs> At least I'll derive some joy out of Let it. me so hear the noise. Every few seconds, he'd be sitting there completely silent, and all of a sudden, you'd hear. <laughs> and then he's like, he goes, he goes okay, when, when you start getting comfortable with that, then you can go for the double. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good, dude. That's like, uh... Loud enough for them... <laughs> <laughs> to hear you, but not so loud that they know you're screwing with them. Yeah. But that's like when people are trying to fall asleep. They just do that. Yeah. Like, or like yeah. drifting off in the sleep. That's not a real thing. <laughs> you're just doing that so people hear you. That's so funny. So mouth noises are irritating. Mouth noises. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, basically. I guess so. You could say I that. guess my foot one's weirder than that. I don't know. <laughs> I, I agree with you, though. Like mouth... Or like, you ever um talk to someone who like either is, one, eating as they're talking, like... Not, we're not at we're not at a table eating setting. Mm-hmm. We're like somewhere where there shouldn't not that there shouldn't be food, but it's like why is your mouth still full and you're talking to me and it's like you're finishing it's like you took a bite of your burger, the biggest one you could, threw everything away, went into the doctor's office, went into wherever, you're still chewing that meal and you're talking to someone and it's one disgusting, but two, once they swallow they're now sucking their teeth. For like the duration of that conversation to get all the food particles. That's why after I'm done eating, usually I'll take a swig of whatever, drink water uh, yeah. or whatever, and I'll kind of swish it around quietly uh, to just make sure all the food particles are gone or I get a toothpick or whatever Yeah. before I go and engage in the real world. Yeah, that would drive me insane. Yeah, it's super gross. Oh, okay, I thought of another pet peeve. I don't know if this is a pet peeve. Maybe I would just like rompers. Oh, where it's like, is it a dress? Or is it like a romper? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, Gumbies. Oh, not Gumbies. Yeah, Gumbies. So you don't like them? I hate it. It's just like, the female body is so unique. <laughs> Why are you going to just make it into a box? <laughs> it is weird, yeah. Cause I just think it's so strange. I guess I always thought rompers were like uh, little kids. Like you put like your baby in like a romper because uh-huh. it's... One piece easy to get them in, I guess. Um, but it is a trend now. Like, ladies wearing rompers. And you know what I find women love about rompers? Or dresses. Okay, I, I get that they're comfortable. No, not the comfortable. This no? will, Listen to this. And I prom- if, I say, if I'm going to shatter your glass right now for a second. Because once I tell you this, all women that are listening will be like, oh my gosh, she's so right. Women love dresses or rompers with pockets. Ask okay. Jordan if she likes oh, no. having a dress with pockets. Oh, no. I'm very aware of this. They just love so that. Do, I, I, I did not know this. Did, do rompers all have pockets? Yes. Okay. Generally, I'm like, I'm pretty confident that I can say yes. They have pockets. And because it's a fashion statement. Light, with airy. With pockets built in. Yep. That's exactly why. That's why overalls have made a comeback. Overalls. Have you seen people wearing overalls I, I recently? Have. I have, interestingly enough. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. I like them better than rompers. Yeah, that's maybe true. I'll give you that one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like I try and think of like I'm trying to think of like a pet peeve that Melissa has that just drives me nuts. Um, but I, I don't know. We probably wouldn't be too compatible if she had all these like things that I like didn't like about her. But uh, it, probably the biggest pet peeve that I have with Melissa is we're different creatures in the sense of how we how our organization works. Mm-hmm. So like. I have a wallet and keys in my pocket. When I get home, I immediately put them next to my bedside. That's where I keep my wallet and keys. Hers, it's wherever she decides in that moment when she walks in the door. It may be on the table, it may be whatever, and that translates into everything. So when she cooks dinner, all the dishes are everywhere. (laughs) When I cook dinner, I'm doing dishes as I'm cooking. That way it's like pretty much all cleaned up when we're ready to eat. 
Um, so she she's what I call like Tasmanian devil. Yeah, so yeah. you'll know. Yeah, oh, she, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she came in the house, threw her bag on the ground, kicked her shoes off in the where, wherever. The cabinet's open. She must have got water, left the cabinet open. It's like you can follow the breadcrumb trail of where she went. <laughs> um, that's probably my biggest pet peeve is she just leaves stuff kind of strewn everywhere sort of. But she it's does so, pick it up. She does pick it up. It's not like yeah. it's just left there forever. So I, I'm kind of somewhere in the middle, but with, with cooking and dishes, I'm very, very particular. I'm exactly like you. Like, by the time I'm done cooking, the only dish that needs to be washed is the dish that the food's in. That's exactly but right. I have yeah. a rack full of clean, drying dishes and just the dishes they're going to be served in and the dishes that it's the container that they're in right now. That way afterwards, I, like, I can eat the meal without the stress of knowing that this is not done yet. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's nice. And Jordan's not like that. But I don't mind doing dishes. Yeah, so we're a good team in the sense where Melissa, if she's cooking, I'll jump on all the dishes. That's exactly it. Yeah. But she'll yell at me a little because she's like, I'm not done with that. Don't wash it. Like she's still measuring things out or whatever. I'm trying to clean the measuring bowl or uh-huh, the measuring uh-huh. stick because I just want to get on it. I just want yeah. it to be done. Um, but uh, this is fun. Yeah. What, what is it? Uh, uh, delayed satisfactory. Uh, delayed gratification? Gratification. That. Well, what about it? Oh, no, that's what it is. You do all the work ahead of time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you experience the, the you reap the benefits of it later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. backing in. That's right. Backing your that's right. That is like backing in, dude. <laughs> I heard that that also is uh, how the military parks all of their vehicles so they're ready. So oh. as soon as like war, the sirens go off, you can just jump in and go. You don't got to worry about like. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, backing in, that's a good one. Delayed, that is so, that's so good. Delayed satisfaction is, you just know that when you're walking to your you're not going to worry about backing up. Yep. You can just going that way. Yeah, I'm going that way. Are you the guy that backs in the spot where they have the sign that says don't back in? All the time. Have you seen those parking garages? That's for incompetent people. Yeah, why is that? Why do they have that? I've never, I've always wondered, like, what's the matter if I back in or not? Well, most of the time it's, there's a ledge for the floor that's above, or half, the half floor that's between the floor above you. Yeah. So there's a ledge that sometimes blocked from, by your roof or whatever, and you can't see it if you look out your back door. Mm. Or there's something low that you can't see. So they're just essentially trying to protect you. Yeah. Kind of thing. It yeah. has nothing to do with anything else. Yeah. And and as much as I say that that's for incompetent people, I have to tell the story. There's there's a no back in sign at a bank that I used to bank at. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, that, that's for dumb people. That's for people <laughs> that don't know how to back in. And so I, I'm backing in and and yeah, my car, it stops before I realize before the, I see that the reverse cam is even close to the wall. And I'm like, there must be something under my tire. I get out and there's nothing under my tire and I look up and there's a pipe <gasps> hanging from the ceiling that is completely covered in orange tape, perfectly <laughs> visible. You can see it from the other side of the brick wall. It's It's... There's no reason I should have missed it. Yeah. But because the reverse cam looks down. That's right, and not up. I didn't see it above, and it put a dent in my, the back of my car. Your truck, I'm assuming. My truck. Oh my, that's was this recent? No, it's even more painful. It was like maybe a month after oh, I got oh, it. Oh dang, dude. Yeah, that sucks. It must have been a really low hanging pipe. It was very low. That's crazy. Yeah. Is it? But it's not too noticeable. It's more just a pride thing, I'm assuming. And you mess up your truck. Yeah, and, like, you know, you have this beautiful line on your truck bed that's just one side to the other. But now I have a little, you know, divot. Oh, it was <laughs> right at the top of the tailgate kind of yes. thing. Yes. Oh, gosh, yeah, that stinks. It's very visible. <laughs> but that's the, for dumb people. Only from the every angle. The don't back in is for dumb people. <laughs> but that's a hair different because there's, like, hanging, low-hanging yeah, things, yeah. right? That's... I thought there should have been, like, a pole going all the way to the ground from the pipe. Yeah. Not just put some orange thing on the pipe. Yeah, you yeah. Know, prevent, like, you know how they put the, the poles outside of uh, uh, fire sting, fire oh, hydrants? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, that's true. Yeah. Bummer, that stinks. At least you didn't, like, hit another car, I guess. Yeah. I guess there's some positive somewhere in there. Cool. But I still think it's for dumb people. Well, hey, dude. Um, Man, I really appreciate having you on. Yeah. We, this is, like, our normal <laughs> conversations anyway. This is, like... Just kicking it, so yeah, a lot of great stuff. Got, I might gotta have you back on. 
Okay. That's, or you gotta let me. Um, you have you want to do a little? What's your social media stuff that we can follow you on? And oh, so I created a. Oh, uh, so I'm I'm on Instagram, uh, Darth Kanaka, one word. Um, but we do. I do have a, a YouTube channel for our Ninth F Studio company that I kind of just do uh, tutorials, like video content, yeah. like YouTube.com slash YouTube.com slash nine th the number nine th ave studio. Um, yeah, so maybe I'll have you on and we can. That'd be fun. Teach you how to shoot once you get your new yeah, camera. Yeah, dude, I'm trying to get a new camera, sort of new, but yeah, that'd be a lot that'd of fun, be a man. Cool episode. Yeah, yeah, that'd be super. Yeah, dude, you've been doing kind of those tutorial type videos. Yeah, yeah, right. It's good fun. Um, yeah, because you could like, t I definitely want to know how to shoot the Milky Way or like something like I'm a. It's like I'm such a novice. I'm like, just get something with a big f stop and just open that bad boy up and let it, uh, you know, take a thirty second exposure. You know, you <laughs> people don't know what f stop means anyway, so. You're light years ahead of most people. That's good. Life. Good, good tie-in right there. Ah, light. Yeah, see? <laughs> Play on words. Well, hey, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, this is the Nick Wilkie Project, and uh, we'll see you guys next episode. Let's get it.